Well, what do you know? It's that time again. So I'm welcoming you to the Christian Patriot Hour once more. And so look, people, here we have a brand new segment for a brand new year before us. 2023 is only a fading memory now. We're probably all a little glad it's gone. But it only happened yesterday that 2023 was also a brand new year. And it was a stark reality to us, even as we walked through the shifting corridors of our daily lives, through the happy days and the days of great trial. Life goes on, as they say. And so after the celebration on New Year's Eve, we look ahead with hopeful expectation that maybe things will be getting better in this new year, 2024. And somehow, maybe they will. And then again, maybe they won't. Nonetheless, as we look back each year, the end never quite seems to meet the expectation of the beginning. Seems like I talked about Christmas only a few weeks ago in my last podcast. And as quick as Advent came, it's gone in a hurry. But the person of our affection, this Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose birth we celebrate in Bethlehem, on that extraordinary day in December every year. Why, he's still up yonder in heaven, sitting on the throne of his glory and seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting to return one of these days to turn this planet upside down. Until then, we have his Holy Spirit living within us. That is, if Jesus has saved us. That's right, folks. Jesus hasn't changed over the centuries, not even one little iota and he never will. He's still in the business of saving folks like you and me by way of his cross through that holy blood he shed for us all in order to make perfect atonement for our sin, in order to make us righteous as righteous can be. And so for those who know him personally already, why, he's busy behind the scenes in our life too, orchestrating everything perfectly according to his good will through the good and bad things that happen to us and bringing us to a place of safety and peaceful contemplations while he is conforming us to his image. Now one day, whether you realize it or not, after we've passed over the river of this worldly contention, we will be made perfect in every way, even as Jesus Christ himself is wholly perfect. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to know everything that Jesus knows then. No, I don't think we'll ever get to that point. I mean, we're never going to know everything our Savior knows. We'll be like him, the Bible says, but we won't be equal to him in every way. After all, he's still God and we're still created beings and always will be. We'll have intelligence far greater than our puny little brains could ever comprehend down here, though. And we'll be learning new things all the time, I believe. Things far beyond our imagination to grasp here and now. Oh, the wonders, and best of all, we'll be walking throughout all of eternity with Jesus at our side and loving every minute of it. Last time I told you how Jesus is our Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. I wish most Americans could understand that. In fact, I wish many Christians could get a hold of the reality of that notion too, in that this living and almighty God, our El Elyon, which is a name representative of his power, sovereignty, and dominion, is a name meaning most high. 
In fact, I wish most Americans would begin to understand that we need this God of great glory to move in this country again. And right now, we need the Lord more than we've ever needed him, perhaps, even since this nation began. For America, my friends, like I've told you before, is on a dreadful pathway leading to certain destruction without God. I believe that or I wouldn't say it. Let's talk about all this, shall we? Let's begin this new year by reflecting on those awful things that haven't changed with the calendar. The world is in a terrible way. Anyone with common sense knows that. America's personal problems aside for the moment, let's take a look at Europe and the ongoing war between Russia and the Ukraine. And where's America in all this? Why, the President, his Democratic cronies, and the Republican Congress are spending a fortune of deficit funding helping to fuel a war that inevitably will only prove to be a futile effort in the end, I believe. I'm not demeaning the Ukraine, nor am I saying what Russia is doing is right. It is not. I've lived through another seemingly endless war that accomplished little, if nothing. It, put, it only put this country in much greater debt and brought a lot of good boys home in body bags. And that, you may recall, was the war in Vietnam. And if you don't recall, then you ought to find out about it. The intentions were right, maybe. President Kennedy wanted to stop the spread of communism in South Vietnam. A noble gesture, but there's an old saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I heard my father say that a few times over the course of many years, and I heard him say that nothing ever happens by chance, he believed. There's plenty of things going on right in our own government, happening behind closed doors, things they never tell us about. We're only told what the news media is prepped to tell us, and if you can believe much of anything they say, well then I have a bridge in New York to sell you, over in Brooklyn. There's plenty of deception going on right now, though. Enough for all to share, but here's a quick synopsis of what I think is really happening behind the scenes. First off, I think Europe is being realigned for the end times. Sweden is working toward the goal of joining NATO, and the Ukraine wants to come in badly with them, but is being prevented because of the sensitive situation she is in with her war with Russia. A powder keg undoubtedly would erupt that would engulf much of Europe and America, perhaps, in an outright war with Russia, should the Ukraine be allied with the NATO nations while their war with Russia is ongoing. I believe Putin really needs that strategic part of the Ukraine especially which gives him port accessibility and a clear pathway to the Mediterranean Sea for their navy. And so, what lies due south of this region, resting on the eastern bank of the Mediterranean? Why, the land of Israel, of course. And it is prophesied from long ago how that certain nations to the north, Gog and Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, the Bible says, would one day come sweeping down to attack this nation Israel while she dwells in peace and safety. It can only mean a time forthcoming which will happen during the great tribulation hour, seeing how Israel will not be at peace until the Antichrist comes under false pretenses to make a so-called peace there. But it will not last, for this satanic liar is also the world's best deceiver. 
As far as Gog and Magog, the Bible definitely seems to identify these nations as present-day Russia and China. But it is certain other nations in the region and beyond will join them to one day do battle with God's chosen people. Unfortunately, I have not the time to delve into this, but I do reference Ezekiel chapter 38 for your perusal, which deals specifically with the tribulation times the nation Israel and the nations who will be coming against her. Right now, I believe the Lord God is bringing all the nations exactly into place for their for the individual role they will play in the soon coming day of tribulation, or the day of the Lord, that will engulf the entire world in chaos and in trouble, as God judges this wicked old world for its sin, and brings his people in Israel into a place where they will believe their Messiah, Jesus Christ. I've talked about that plenty, how a world leader will soon emerge that will seemingly have all the answers to the major problems in our world and so many will blindly follow this evil man into their ruin and sudden destruction. He will be called the Antichrist, or the man of great sin, who will deceive the whole world if it were possible. Mark your calendar, 2024 just may be the beginning of the end of this, the final culmination of all things foretold by our Lord. But before that can happen, the Church of Jesus Christ must be taken out of the way in an event called the Rapture, a pre-tribulation catching away of all believers, I firmly believe, will happen. As it is written, looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, Titus, second chapter, verse 13. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with you I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 7. That's, of course, that's all in God's good providence. Only Jesus knows the hour when the tribulation begins. But the Lord did say, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption is drawing nigh. Luke 21st chapter, verse 28. And I say, focus not so much on Europe presently and its woes. Neither look to America and its many problems. Watch what's happening in the Middle East, rather, to understand precisely where we are on God's prophetic clock, specifically dealing with the ancient nation of Israel, of which I'm referencing, and all that is happening there. And then notice all the people around the world who are beginning to turn against the Jewish nation, even though Israel was not the aggressor. As of this writing, there is much criticism growing against Israel for trying to defend itself in the Gaza. There are always innocent casualties of war. It's sad and it breaks our hearts, but with every war, innocent people are caught in the midst of it and suffer greatly. One day God will take away war forever, in a day when only his people will be left on the earth. All those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior.
For then, the Bible says, and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Isaiah 2 verses 4. The emphasis of the war is on Gaza presently as Israel deals with its terrorist enemies. But look to northern Israel and the nations that surround her there, namely Syria, Jordan, Iraq, and Egypt perhaps, where there is coming a day when these nations too shall involve themselves with Israel, seeking its demise. I reference Psalm 83 and the prophecies contained therein, where some Christian believers and teachers believe we may soon see the fulfillment of the future prophetic destruction foretold in this psalm as tensions rise in the northern part of this ancient land. We already see America beginning to engage Iraq with military action lately for their assault on one of our bases. Perhaps what we could be seeing is a greater war emerging in this region, which will involve other nations. Perhaps even America may find itself committed to the effort to preserve the peace in the Middle East, whereas it will cost us more than monetary aid. I believe the war in the Ukraine will soon recede as Israel becomes a cup of trembling for the whole world. For is it not written in God's word, my friends? Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the peoples round about, when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. Zechariah, the twelfth chapter, verse 2. Now then, let's move on to the next point and focus on America. I want to tell you what I think is maybe going to happen in our nation in this coming year ahead. In this portion of my podcast, I will endeavor to persevere to tell the truth as always, and that from a biblical world perspective, of course. For well you should know, there is no truth aside from the Bible. For the word of God alone forms the very foundation of all truth, and without, there are only lies and deceptions pandering within, leading us into the dark and dreadful passages of hopelessness and despair, of utter want and abandon. Now then, 2024 is indeed upon us, and yet perhaps we might wonder what will happen in America this year, and how shall it affect us individually, and as a nation, do you suppose, what will become of us in this so-called happy year of expectation unfolds? What is the real prognosis for our welfare as we enter into a new year which I believe will be an extremely interesting year? if not a year of ominous foreshadowings and dreadful consequences forthcoming. You must understand something about me. I am thoroughly an optimist in my nature, but my optimism lies only in the trust I place in my Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Otherwise, then, you can call me a pessimist, for I see nothing good coming to America in the days ahead. It's just what you wanted to hear, I'm sure, but truth is, what we do not want to hear oftentimes is precisely the very thing we need to hear, for the need is great in America. 
At every front there is unfulfillment, there is unhappiness, and most certainly there is uncertainty striving in the hearts of people everywhere. I look about. I see the great need for God in our land again. And yet God is the furthest thought away in many people's minds. How can we not call ourselves anything but fools in America if we entertain no belief of God, having no Christian love in our hearts, having no trust for the very one who has created us and given us life and provides all good things and then brings us to a place of peace and understanding so as we may come to know the salvation of the Lord, knowing that his mercies, they truly do endure forever at the cross of Jesus Christ. For then otherwise we are as lost as lost can be. Our souls are restless, our hearts discontent, our spirits in hopeless decline, and nothing we can do, nothing we can say, no striving whatsoever can bring us any lasting happiness without. Only the futile resolve of regret will be our reward and the consequence of our living. All right then, we already know 2024 is a key election year for our nation, hanging in the utter balance of its continuance. I do not mince words. I do not tread lightly. Whatever the outcome of political recourse this year, whatever comes to pass in this presidential election, it will not be enough to save this grand old republic of ours. The die is cast. Evil is sitting in the courts of justice. Complacency and selfishness reign supreme in the Congress. Unless something miraculous should take place by the unseen hand of providence, without Almighty God's divine intervention, stirring the minds and hearts of his people unto revival, it will be much too late for America from this point on. And verily, I shudder to think of the shocking tragedy that will inevitably befall this nation of godless intention. For it has been written, it might fare better for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for this nation. I reference Matthew chapter 10 verse 15 as a parallel. And so I do reiterate these words of Jesus. For it is not only the wickedness in our nation that shall find us out, neither the godless judgments of our people calling that which is wrong right. It is not just the hatred brewing in the hearts and minds of many Americans who can no longer tolerate the truth nor the word of God. Neither it is, is it the coldness of heart growing even in the community of people who dare call themselves Christian believers. On our greatest judgment lies in our very rejection of God's word and with us casting aside his love and benevolence towards us. That is our end. So, I rather dislike ending my podcast in such a way. I sympathize with the prophets of old who often were ridiculed, chastised, and even martyred for preaching God's worth and truth. We have passed a crossroads in America. America has chosen her God as idolatry and lasciviousness. 
There is nothing good I see except the gracious hand of God offering his personal salvation to anyone who is willing to receive it and repent of their sin. That is our only hope now. For as a nation, the glory of God is long departed out of this land. I fear we will be remembered only for the greatness we once were so long ago. I write all about this and about America in my book, and I tell you so much more than I can possibly say in this little podcast. My heart is for Christ and for the lost souls who I am trying to reach in his name. Jesus is the only hope for America. My book is Americans We Were. You can find it at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. I am Henry Thomas Weber. Thank you and goodbye.